My name is Monty Hyden. I'm a proud member of NSH, a committee chair, a regular attendee at the NSH annual convention, and above all, a histo lover. I would like to welcome you to this episode of the 2018 NSH Poster Podcast Series. For the last two years, NSH has brought the science of the convention to your device through this popular podcast. We hope you learn, share, and above all, enjoy. This is Tracy DeGear, and I'm sitting with Liz Chappella talking about her poster utilizing image analysis to evaluate overuse of hematoxylin and ESN staining reagents. Hi, Liz. Thank you so much for sitting down with me and talking about your poster for this year's symposium. Thank you. So the poster this year is a little different than a lot of the posters that we normally have submitted. How would you describe the differences in your poster from ones that you've presented in the past? It's actually, a con- I think, a continuation of what I've done and presented in the past. A lot of the posters that I've done related to whether it's immunohistochemical staining or H&E staining have to do with staining precision and repeatability and reproducibility and um, utilizing an image analysis solution to generate data that is numerical to compare um, staining consistency. So this was just a kind of like a continuation because I think last year's poster we manipulated stain times and section thicknesses because we wanted to try to figure out a way that if could, could the analysis algorithm determine whether it was a good stain or a bad stain. And then I'm like, I'm gonna let's see how um, long it, we can use reagents and see what it starts looking like um, to try to overuse reagents. So that's what we kind of plan to do for this poster. Were there any surprises for you as you were going through and analyzing the slides from the H&E? Huge surprise because our initial study design for this only had 1,200 slides in it. And we thought that by 1,200 slides that we would start seeing a decrease in staining intensity or a bad stain. And we were very surprised and shocked that we didn't see anything at 1,200 slides. So we had to kind of scramble a bit try to get some other slides. We probably pulled every single stored unsane slide that I have in the lab. I have no more left. And we kind of ran through it and we said, let's try to get 4,000 done. So we went and did did 4,000. And then after 4,000, we still couldn't see a visible difference in the staining intensity. We thought that we saw some decrease in, in the ESN, maybe some subtle changes in the nuclear staining but nothing that would be considered a poor or bad stain. So then we made the decision, it's like, you know what, I don't want, I want to just test the hematoxylin and eosin, I don't want to test those other reagents. And if you look at the poster, there's a picture of what those reagents look like after 4,000 slides, and it looked pretty bad. So we opted to say, let's just try to run whatever we can, and again, used up all the, you know, that's all we had. I had about, what is it, 1,200 more slides. And I had enough of the tissue arrays to put, you know, one slide per, you know, rack of 20. So we ran another 1,200 slides. And still, 
which was shocking to me. And I don't want people to get the impression that they don't, they shouldn't be changing their H&E reagents after 5,000 slides. I don't think that that would be a good thing to do. I mean, I, even based upon the work that we um, did here, I have not changed how I change my staining solution. So I, I change them every, uh, the other poster did every two weeks. We're a low volume lab and that seems to work pretty well for us. So if you had to do the poster over again or were redesigning your study, is there anything that you would change about the way that you designed the study in the I, poster? I would. Um, I had initially prepared four um, blocks um, of the multi-tissue array, and I used one one block for a certain number of sample, uh, you know, through a certain number of slides, and then I ended up having to use another block for the rest of, of them, and I would um, stagger that so the data would hopefully be a little more consistent plan for that. But I already have an idea of what I'm going to do. I, I've only looked at one hematoxylin and eosin solution, and I think what I'm going to try to do for next year's poster is uh, pull uh, three other vendors, hematoxylin and eosin, same type. So an, the um, Anatex is a, a Guild 2 and uh, an alcoholic eosin using my the same solution see what other vendors um hematoxylin eosin staining solutions after 4,000 slides because that's when i didn't you know why add the variable of the, when i changed the reagents so if you had to have someone take away three primary things from your poster what would those three primary points be i, I think the first thing is i think the h and e stain is quite robust um, so it can manage through a lot and still look uh, reasonably good. Um, because of that, I think a lot of the problems that we may have with our H&E stain are due to pre-analytics, uh, lack of uh, fixation, time to fixation, incomplete processing. And the third one, I don't know, it's just fun doing posters. <laughs> I like it. I like that. I like the comment that it's fun to do posters. And I agree. I think the poster piece of it is excellent. So what would be the three primary words that you would choose for someone looking at your poster if you wanted them to focus in on three words about your poster? Uh, okay, robustness, um, uh, maybe image analysis, and uh, numerical data. Excellent. So with the image analysis piece, how did you utilize the image analysis with the H&E the stain and the study design that you put in place? Well, what we did is we um, looked at optical density. So optical density was going to relate to staining intensity. And um, so we generated an alg algorithm in Indica's halo um, on um, de determining the optical density of the hematoxylin staining component and then the optical density of the eosin staining component and then track that over time because if you look at the poster visually whatever change there is it is quite subtle to our eye but if you look at the data and um, and actually the the one that um, the two images that um, separate the nuclear component from the cytoplasmic component there is a bit of variation um, in, in the staining um, over the course of the 5,200 slides. And I think the image analysis is able to um, see that where we wouldn't visually see that. Plus, 
it's quicker, meaning I can't imagine a pathologist looking at 270 multi-tissue array slides and being too happy about, you know, figuring out what the score would be or that hematoxylin staining is okay. So you get, a, I think, a, a, a greater uh, breadth of data, you know, numbers than you can with a subjective score by an individual without the time cons- how time-consuming that would be. Liz, thank you so much for sharing your poster with us and the information about your poster with us. We look forward to seeing you present posters next year Yay! when we head to <laughs> New Orleans. And we can't wait to see what you put out next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of NSH's Poster Podcast Series. For more great episodes, check us out on the blog, Podbean, or iTunes. Keyword, Histo Talks.